0: And hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the Fruited Plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another magical, maniacal, mindful sort of Monday for Torch Report 524. Preparing for another round of public fleecing. Ha <laughs> ha Oh, friends, today I want to kind of start the week by taking a 30,000 foot view of the current American political circus, putting it within the broader context of the overarching geopolitical chaos, if you will. And so I want to just kind of start out by pointing out some of the things that are going on in American politics today. There's a lot out there, of course. I'm sure you've probably heard that Donald Trump continues to trump the political, uh, trump the pack of political contenders. He's just stomping on everybody uh, ahead of the Iowa caucuses out there. The latest CBS YouGov poll shows that Donald J. Trump has widened his commanding lead over Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Uh, now Trump is up plus plus 69 percent. It's unbelievable. Meanwhile, when it comes to the like of Nikki, the Trojan horse Haley, she's getting all kinds of front page love over at CNN. There are a lot of uh, Democrats right now. They're hatching a sneaky plan to be Republicans for a day in order to give Nikki Haley a boost. And this is all coming out in the news as the, uh, all the lefties and the liberals uh, and independence, left-leaning independence, that's really who is supporting Nikki Haley. It's anybody who hates Donald Trump and, 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 and wants to subvert the will of the American people, they're stacking up behind Nikki Haley. So as this continues to play out, this circus continues to play itself out, the, there are people— right here in the United States of America that are openly bragging about pulling out all of the stops to undermine Donald Trump's second term. Uh, America's globalist junta is a a term that was out there in a headline today. and It says if he gets elected, I mean the powers that be, the deep state and everybody else, this whole what they say loose-knit network of public interest groups are going to thwart Trump every step of the way prior to him, you know, they're going to do everything they can to keep him out of the office. But if he gets in there, they're already devising their plans of how they're going to undermine him once he's in position. Again, they are not just undermining Donald Trump. They're undermining the democratic voice of the American people. You know, in light of what we were discussing last week, Thomas Jefferson, the spirit of resistance and treason and all that, isn't that kind of treasonous to be planning on thwarting the will of the American people, thwarting the duly elected president? I mean, to me, that kind of strikes me as treasonous. So if you think about it, there's a huge irony in the fact that Democrats are so actively and so openly and so ignorantly opposing the will of, of the majority of we the people of Americans, Donald Trump is trouncing every other candidate—Democrat candidates, Republican pe- candidates, any, any uh, independent candidates, RFK, and everybody else. You know, they're they're Trump is tr- he's trouncing them. You know, Trump is loved by Americans of all stripes and colors. He's supported by a coalition more broad in scope and organic in origination than anything our nation has ever seen before. So, by any. Imaginable metric, the election of Donald Trump would be a win for democracy, not a threat to democracy. It would be a win for democracy. In fact, it would be a textbook example of how the democratic process is intended to ensure a peaceful transition of power between opposing political camps let trump get elected just like biden got elected we let the sock puppet shuffle his way into the oval office even though you know under the under under the under the utter fleecing this idea that he was the most popular president ever elected even though he never left his basement we allowed that to happen peacefully Okay, So why not let the American people's voice be heard and put Donald Trump back in the White House to allow a peaceful transition of power? Isn't that what democracy is supposed to be all about? And yet, that's not what's happening at all. Instead... Democrat voters, all these brain-dead liberals, these progressive commie globalist hacks are shamelessly hyping up the orange man bad mental virus. You know, people are deranged, Trump derangement syndrome. And they are, you know, they're intentionally whipping up this unhinged base of frothing at the mouth hysterical lunatics into an emotional mess that will, uh, it's going to have a major impact, friends. No matter how the 2024 election goes, it's going to have a major impact. Impact And I, just to help you visualize these frothing at the mouth lunatics, I did put a few photos in the report today. Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out thetorchreport.com and you'll see this, you know, oh, these, you know, these insane insane people unhinged frothing at the mouth hysterical lunatic liberals burning the american flag trying to deport donald trump the indigenous resistance you know wailing gnashing screeching weeping you know not my president says this snowflake fag with his stupid ass whatever anyway it's just ridiculous friends with those images fresh in mind I think to better understand all of these lunatics and their emotional state of being, unhinged as it may be, we we need to also sample some headlines. Joe Biden makes an impassioned argument that Trump could destroy our American democracy. I can't really imagine Joe Biden doing anything impassionately <laughs> anyway the wall street journal says that you know will trump destroy democracy oh my gosh the canadians are worried that u.s democracy cannot survive trump's return to the white house down under the aussies are also concerned that three years after january 6 trump remains a grave threat to democracy As a matter of fact, three former Trump White House officials are now warning against Trump in 2024, saying it would be the end of American democracy. And then this other headline, this last headline I put in the report today, uh, says Trump is a weak and feeble man who could end American democracy. Can you see the picture here? Have you had enough? It's hard to stomach this crap. But it seems like in the liberal echo chamber, that the whole world, even Donald Trump's own former aides, are terribly, terribly concerned that Donald Trump could put an end to American democracy. Oh no, our democracy. The question, of course, is, do you believe this crap or not? I guess that was (laughs) somewhat rhetorical. But do, do you believe that the United States is a democracy, You need to understand that many, many people, millions upon millions of Americans, do believe that we are a democracy, and so Trump is a threat to democracy. And if that's the case, if people believe that the United States is a democracy, shouldn't we respect The will of the American people. Shouldn't we let them vote unencumbered by all of the deceitful shenanigans and just let the cards fall where they will? That doesn't sound so bad, right? I mean, that's kind of the way it's always been. I mean, you can't win them all, right? But that's not what's happening now. And the reason that things are no longer the way that they used to be is something that still remains somewhat obscure, to a great many American voters, especially those you know people who are mindlessly standing in solidarity with the idiots like we saw in those pictures here today, the frothing at the mouth hysterical lunatics. Now, I think to fully understand what's happening here, to grasp why there appears to be a whole of society effort to thwart the will of the American people, a whole of society effort to keep Donald Trump out of the White House at All costs. To do that, we need to pull back the curtain and take a peek at the wizards who are orchestrating all of this. We need to zoom out a little bit. Let's zoop, go way out and take a look at one more picture from our 30,000 foot perch. And let's see if you can spot the clue. I put a picture in here. It's got a whole line of people, and they're holding great big letters that spell out "Stop Trump." Traffic's in a snarl. People are sitting on cars, you know. And it's very big little orchestra. I mean, they got their colors coordinated and all of that. And there, there's a little picture, it looks like a banner, kind of in the center of the picture here. Can you see the clue? It's a world, green and blue, and it says at the top, "World Rising." You see, friends, those who want to stop Donald Trump claim that the world is rising up against him. Why do you think, what do you think they mean when they talk about this idea that the world is rising? You know, why do you think people in Canada and Australia and other countries are so openly opposed to Donald Trump? It's, it's exactly what Thomas Jefferson was warning us about, what we were talking about last week. This this impudent and persevering lying and how these lies can warp warp the whole world's perspective, you know? So, so what do we make of this whole world rising up to stop Donald Trump? You know, this is the new world rising right now, this week, Uh, This week, friends, the bulk of our attention, I think, rightly will be placed on the World Economic Forum's annual gathering over in Davos, Switzerland. They're kicking off today. There's live venues throughout the day. I'm going to be checking in on a lot of that. We'll be reporting and talking about that throughout the week. Uh, If you were with me last week, you may recall... That this, this Davos this year, they're gathering under the banner of rebuilding trust in order to restore collective agency over the whole of humanity. We broke those words down uh, last week. However, I think before we we place our attention on the gathering in Davos, I want to kind of set the stage here because this is all very connected. The American political circus, Donald Trump, uh, the Davos crowd, the Great Reset, it's all connected. I believe very sincerely that the American political circus is being very heavily influenced by the people, if not outright directed by the people gathered in Davos, by the vested interests of the secret cabal that is working night and day to undermine our national sovereignty and and usher us into the new world order. I believe that through and through. Now, those who may not be familiar with this reality of a secret global cabal instituting a new world order and all of that. I know it sounds crazy. I get it. I get it. For some people, if it was your first time tuning in, you'd think, oh my gosh, this guy's a lunatic. So if you want to get up to speed or refresh on all that, I did put a few reports in there on the rise of global democracy, uh, the power of the narrative, and what we need to do before freedom falls for good. So you can get up to speed with that. But I'm assuming that the astute listening audience, the vast majority of those tuned in today, and thank you for tuning in, uh, you you're already familiar with the forthcoming New World Order. And you're already all up to speed on all things global cabal. So the other major piece of the puzzle that needs not to be overlooked here is how the entire pre-planned pandemic, the shandemic, the pandemic, was used to launch the Great Reset. It may be helpful, I think, to think about the pandemic not just as the launching of the Great Reset, but to think of the pandemic as a political tool, as a multifunction tool of sorts that has been used to consolidate an immense amount of power and control in the hands of the unelected, ultra-rich, ruling-class, global cabal, okay? They have been using this for years, and they're going to continue to use that. Never forget that it was the pandemic that provided the global cabal the cover they needed to steal the 2020 election from the American people. Never forget that states ignored their own constitutions. States illegally changed voting laws, etc. Mailing voting became a thing for everyone, all because of the pandemic. And that's just one example. So don't forget that. And of course, also never forget that when the Don, Teflon Don, was elected, Dr. Fauci actually predicted, said out loud at a press conference, he was talking, he, he predicted that, actually it wasn't a press conference, it was a speech at a university, it escapes me at the moment, but I put the link in there for reference. Do, Dr. Fauci predicted that Trump would be plagued by a pandemic in the next few years, which of course, that he made that statement in 2017, which was precisely three years, a few years, three years before the COVID psyop turned the entire world upside down. So don't forget that, you know, with those things in mind, along with the current deluge of all the COVID fear mongering we were just talking about last week, the Behold the Next Pandemic. It does look like they're trying to roll it out. I, well, I shared a little screenshot from the front page of the Seattle Times this morning. It said uh, nearly 10,000 have died from COVID-19 in the last month. Nearly 10,000, oh my gosh, fueled by holiday gatherings and a new variant. Uh, is this COVID surge really the second biggest ever? Here's what the data shows. And then this other little one over here, underneath the sign of free, toxic injections now it says free flu and covid shots there's a headline that says is it the flu or is it covid and does it matter now i share those that screenshot for two reasons one because i hold this up as evidence that they are continuing to make the effort to generate as much fear as possible over this new variant you know 10, 10 people have died in COVID. Both, oh no, no, you know. And the second thing is because of that cute little headline that convolutes COVID and the flu as if, you know, any former distinction no longer matters. It's it's COVID and the flu. I mean, come on, it doesn't matter what it really is, right? I mean, the solution is always the same. You better line up and get your next toxic injection for free. And personally, friends, I I find it so utterly despicable and sickening that they continue to push this. Uh, Stay tuned, you know. Intelligent people. We'll remember how when COVID took the world by storm in 2020, every other viral disease, including, including the highly predictable flu season, yearly flu, it just disappeared magically. It just disappeared. The only disease on the whole planet during that time was COVID, COVID-19. And anyone pointed out that COVID had the same exact symptoms of the flu. Uh, that was just, you were a science denier, you know? Uh, so in, in shifting perspective, analyzing the science of COVID-19, put together by your favorite fuzzy peasant, part two. I put the link in the report today. It's a three-part video series uh, put together back in 2021. Anyway, I put the symptoms of COVID and the flu side by side pulled them both directly from the CDC and just drew arrows, connecting every single thing. The symptoms were identical. And so the only way to tell the difference between the flu and COVID-19 was to use the faulty PCR test. The PCR test, of course, was never designed or intended to diagnose disease, and that led many people to the logical conclusion logical conclusion that the entire pandemic was just one giant scam. <laughs> now, I again, I wasn't the only one pointing it out, but very few people back then were. And I just want to rub a little salt in the wound here of what happened because, you know, I want to double down on this and reemphasize that the PCR test does not isolate COVID-19. In fact. a a positive PCR test that's intended to differentiate between the different viruses, say influenza or SARS-CoV-2, it did not rule out. The PCR test, the COVID test, did not, does not, cannot rule out bacterial infections or co-infections with other viruses or the flu or whatever. And that information was fully known by the FDA and the CDC. I did put a screenshot in here quoting Dr. Walensky from the CDC uh, coming from an FDA letter on the emergency use authorization of these tests. And of course, you know, pointing that out was like shouting at the wind last when that was all going on. Uh, because because no, one was pay, no one was paying attention to the naysayers. Because the vast majority of people had lost their ever-loving minds and were being swept up in this hysteria of a manufactured crisis, swept up in the hysteria of a manufactured crisis. And that crisis was being driven by the global deployment of advanced psychological warfare. And, friends, I digress here. I mean, I don't want to I'm not want to make this about COVID uh, because we're setting the stage for what lies ahead. Right. But the connection between the pandemic, the Great Reset and this week's meeting in Davos is crystal clear if you connect the dots. You know, Trump was thwarted, not just Trump was thwarted, but, you know, Trump, it goes from Trump to COVID-19 to the Great Reset, Agenda 2030 to the New World Order all of it being driven by a global deployment of advanced psychological warfare. They had rehearsed it in event 201 and other events around the world. They've been talking about it in Davos and Bilderberg and all of that. So this agenda to move us toward the new world order has been slated for execution much longer than most people realize. And Donald Trump, appeared to have thrown a wrench into the spokes of this scheme, right? They Pushing all of the American first policies, ostensibly working to make America great again, with, you know, pulling out of the who and all that. And in theory, Trump was a populist proponent of we the people, not a polished establishment politician. And that made him an outsider and the, uh, the consummate an- antagonizer of, uh, or to the global cabal. And, and just to be fair, as a side note, I see the time, we might go a minute or so long here, friends, but... I think we need to keep in mind that many skeptics today question the narrative about Trump. Even people who have voted for Trump twice and will vote for him again are questioning this narrative that Trump was the savior and all that. And I mention that to make sure that we keep our eyes wide open. Let's not forget that hopium abounds and that in the big, big picture, we are probably all getting Played So what does the political circus centered on Donald Trump, the ongoing COVID psyop and the great global reset agenda that is currently underway all around the world? What does all of this have in common? Friends, in each vein of thought... Each facet of the public's fractured attention is being intentionally manipulated by the use of weaponized artificial intelligence. And this has stoked a great deal of mistrust in our institutions and mistrust in information in general. Hence, the Davos theme of rebuilding trust to restore their collective agency over the whole of humanity. Friends, I'm here to tell you this is all by design. Create the problem of mistrust trust and then provide the solution of trusting in the government it's the very same mechanisms that fleeced humanity during the pandemic that stole the 2020 election from the american people and that continue to accelerate the globalist overarching depopulation agenda friends very soon this same these same mechanisms will be used to orchestrate a series of events that will reshape the future of humanity but That's something we're going to have to dig into tomorrow, friends. We're all out of time. So until then, please remember, resist, we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to thetorchreport.com. Find the heart, click the heart, give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you show this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this Magical Maniacal Monday. Stay mindful, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.